Yeah, so there's five tasks. Um, the first task is you're running up uh, flights of stairs, you have a hose pack on, you're in a full SCBA, and you're on air. And so you go up uh, six flights, I think, six stories, and then you pull the rope hand over hand. So it's mimicking pulling up tools off the side of a, a balcony of a high rise. And then you come down the stairs and you come to a force machine, which is mimicking chopping with an ax. Hit the force machine, then you run through fire hydrants. Um, you drag a hose, which is mimicking dragging a hose and putting on a fire. You actually spray the hose, hitting a target. And then you pick up big bad rescue Randy, and you, you drag him backward, backwards 100 feet, and that's your victim rescue. So you... This is the RIT Team Radio Podcast, dedicated toward the wellness initiative of the fire and rescue community. Stay with us as we explore and share evidence-based research, information, and training methods. Here's your host, Hussein Jabai. Welcome back to RIT Team Radio, where where we bring research, information, and training methodologies, different concepts to our audience, to the fire service, to be able to share what we know and share just information, events, activities, things that are going around going on within the space so that we can either uh, help you become aware or we can add value, add resources to you uh, for your adventure and for your career. Um, Today, I'm joined by Trevor Farah. We're going to be talking about the Firefighter Challenge. We're going to talk about what it entails, just everything around it, and um, how we how it can be incorporated uh, to to bring awareness, but then how do you get involved? What does it look like? How is it expanding? And so think of this as the first segment um, to our three, still following that format of the, the three different episodes. Uh, think of this as more of an introduction. So um, Trevor, I appreciate you uh, jumping on here and being able to share your wisdom, what you do and what you know. Uh, but for our listeners, for our audience, if you would say a little bit about yourself and kind of some of some of your experience, and then we'll kind of dive into the firefighter challenge itself. It's an honor to be doing this. I didn't expect uh, everybody doing a podcast when I started this sport 15 plus years ago, uh, just running around in a parking lot with a bunch of buddies, basically. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my name's Trevor Farron. I've been a firefighter for 20 years. And uh, I've been competing in the Firefighter Challenge for most of them, most of my career, I guess, 18 years probably. And uh, so I'm a five-time world champion. Um, So I've done pretty well. I kind of uh, developed my own training methods and what I believed would uh, work for me. And uh, yeah, it's been been a good run. It's It's been a lot of fun for me. Well, and there's a, there's a lot of takeaway, right? And and we always go, we chat back and forth and, you know, the number one thing and we always try to establish is, yes, there's a lot of information, a lot of wisdom, a lot of experience. There's always more that can be added to it. Um, there's, uh, in many cases, there's other principles and other approaches, but you know a lot of what has worked for you and what has worked for those that you've worked with and chatted with and um, but, but to catch everyone up to speed, let's, let's kind of dive into what are we even talking about? We mentioned firefighter challenge. Um, but, but what is that? Can you, can you kind of even just an overview of, uh, what it is and then how you got involved? 
Yeah, so what the Firefighter Challenge is, is uh, a firefighting-based race um, using firefighting skills. It's a timed race, kind of, a, kind of an obstacle course where it's an all-out uh, competition. You're going all out for a couple of minutes. It uh, started out as a fitness test in the U.S. and then uh, it developed into a worldwide race now. Um, for me, I, I got involved. I started out as a firefighter in Brampton, Ontario, Canada, and there was a gentleman there. His name was Peter Reed, and his nickname was Zeus. And at the time, he was the world champion, and Brampton Fire was known to always have a really competitive team. And so uh, during our recruit academy, they asked slash forced us to run the competition and race against each other. What is that? Uh, what is it called? Voluntold? That's, 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 exactly. the, that's, the, that's the phrase that, that we hear the most. I'm sure nobody wanted to do it because it's the, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Well, they call it the toughest two minutes in sports. And uh, yeah, so I did pretty well. I, I won out of my class. And, uh, and so Peter Reed's slash Zeus, he, he said, hey, come on out, come train with us. Um, we want to uh, have you compete. And so I was able to learn from the best from the beginning. And I think that's, uh, I kind of carried that on teaching uh, new firefighters. And uh, so I got, I got lucky. It was good timing. What does the challenge itself uh, kind of walk through uh, even just the list of tasks, right? What, do, what does a challenge, what does the challenge itself look like? Yeah, so there's five tasks. Uh, the first task is you're running up uh, flights of stairs. You have a hose pack on. You're in a full SCBA and you're on air. And so you go up uh, six flights, I think, six stories. And then you pull the rope, hand over hand. So it's mimicking pulling up tools off the side of a, a balcony of a high rise. And then you come down the stairs and you come to a force machine, which is mimicking chopping with an axe. So you hit the force machine and you run through fire hydrants. Um, you drag a hose, which is mimicking dragging a hose and putting on a fire, you actually spray the hose and hitting a target. And then you pick up big bad rescue Randy and you, you drag him back, backwards 100 feet and that's your, your victim rescue. So you, you do this all uh, in sequence and it's, it's, it's an all out, go as hard as you can, um, hopefully finish. What, um, and I like how it, when you explain it, it's like you're going to be pulling hose just like you would be pulling hose as a, as a firefighter, right? So it's, <laughs> it's like a, you're, the name or, or kind of what the concept is, is already descriptive in, in what you're doing because the, the goal and the concept of it is to reflect job tasks you do as a firefighter. It's not, hey, these are job tasks. Let's create something where it's completely different or complex in nature where it's so off from the job task. So um, just just even mentioning that, I mean, do you see value in even implementing it or practicing for it or even trying it from a competition versus non-competition uh, perspective? I mean, is it a good teaching tool just for challenging tasks itself? Yeah, for sure. Like the the tasks do mimic things you're doing on an everyday fire, right? Just uh, like dragging the hose or chopping an axe. And uh, it... it goes back and forth with, with, with firefighting, what we do every day that uh, it pushes you just like you would at a fire. At a fire, you usually work it real hard for the first 10 minutes 
and uh, and so that's exactly what this is. It's an all-out race, but it's it's simulates the the work work task for sure. Let me ask you this: We have <laughs> this is more on the personal side, but as you prep, right? You personally, and anytime um, I do any kind of challenge or a reoccurring challenge, you kind of assess how well you did, how you're going to improve, and then what areas. Um, you you can improve in or kind of where you need to see which which one's kind of lagging or, or lacking compared to others. Uh, just kind of your two cents. I'd be interested. Do you with your training? Granted, you're training for it all. You're trying to get you know a better time. Is there a certain task you're like, okay, I need to, and this is going to be independent. Those that are listening, like you need to figure out what works for you and where your deficiencies are and so forth. I'm just, Trevor, I'm interested on your side. Is there, when you're training, you're like, I could have been better in, in this area. Let me really focus training on upper back or posterior chain strength or whatever it might be. Is there kind of an area you, you've been trying to target more or, or focus more toward? Yeah, for me personally, I'm not a big guy. I'm not tall, and I'm going against these absolute monsters half the time. And so, uh, but I'm explosive. I'm fast, so I'm, I'm really able to excel going up and down the stairs, uh, running through the running through the hydrants. Um, I have a tough time with dragging the hose. Just my body weight just doesn't allow me to get the momentum going. And picking up the uh, rescue Randy again, the big guys are picking them right up off the ground. And they're running backwards when I'm picking them up and I'm dragging this guy. But um, yeah, for, for me, I had to really use my explosives to my advantage. Um, I have strong legs, get explosive, get fast. And I think that's kind of uh, what's helped me through the, through the competition for sure. Um, focusing on that. Yeah. And so that's where it's a potential assessment piece, right? When we talked about one competition and using it as to gauge you know, where you're at, uh, what you need to work on for the competition, but then integration within uh, agencies and within academies, just kind of that, that concept, that physical ability testing, that job simulation type of testing and going, okay, what tasks did I do well? What do I need to work on? So, I mean, I, I know we, we can agree that it's a great uh, teaching tool and that kind of adds in, you know, where, you've been able to kind of establish one as the athlete, but then also as the coach or at least helping others get involved. And so what does that kind of look like for you for um, uh, encouraging and, and inspiring others to get involved with the, with the race itself? Yeah. Coaching has kind of turned into my pride and joy for the sport. Uh, like I love helping just the firefighters in our station, in my, in my city kind of organize our team and we, we travel together, we do all that. So I, uh, I love passing down the knowledge that I've gained. Um, I've been able to coach in Dubai and Abu Dhabi uh, quite a bit. I go in there for the last few years and helping develop the sport there and coach them. It's been, uh, it's been nice. It's been humbling. It's, um, it's funny because they know who I am before I even get there. I don't look at myself as like a professional athlete by any means, but they can train that way. But uh, yeah, the coaching is coaching a lot of fun. I love I love passing on the knowledge and pushing everybody else and finding their weaknesses and matching and they do the same thing for me. They give me lots of feedback on how things I could try to change. And uh, yeah, it's been the coaching aspect's been really good. It's kind of taken over what I do now. When trying to whether it's organizing or 
preparing, let, let's start from a pre, uh, preparing part or kind of forming a team. I mean, what kind of obstacles do you run into just saying, hey, this is another year wanting to either uh, compete yourself or get a team, you know, get a team formed, um, trying to even assist with organizing events. I mean, what does, what kind of barriers do you run into being the multiple roles, one, the coach, two, the athlete, three, kind of helping to organize? What do you kind of run into obstacle wise? Yes, we, we have a few different problems within the sport. I think one, it's hard. It sucks. <laughs> Hard work. Not everyone wants to do it. Everyone's it's additional work, right? It's like do what you do normally, but work harder. And way harder. Yeah. yeah nobody likes to to push their push their bodies where they can't move their legs and the lactic acid is building up for the, their their visions yeah. focusing down to nothing because they have no oxygen going to the brain, right? But um yeah, so finding the people want to do it and they're gonna dedicate themselves to it. But we run into financial obstacles because we have to, we use special combat gear, bunker gear, we use special boots, gloves, helmets, um, and there's travel, travel costs, we travel all over the place, hotels, food, uh, entry fees. So it's expensive and um, there's no money. No money's being given to uh, to firefighters to be doing this race, even though it's, it's, it's such a good um, building block for department, for a fire department. It's, it just, it, Create so much camaraderie. It's a really good thing that we have. Um, so sponsors are, are quick to give gear and supplements, but money, money is a big one right now. Uh, so we do we do, do a lot of fundraising. Um, so that's, that's definitely one of our obstacles. And time off, time off. We still have yeah. jobs. We still have to go to work. We still have families to take care of. Um, how so far? How far in advance do some of your guys have to? I mean, granted, one, the family side, you can't just say, hey, next week I'm flying out and, you know, I'll see you in however long. But even from a, an agency perspective, I mean, is it usually once you get a team and you you uh, say a handful of individuals have an idea that you have to have it in maybe the year prior or start a fiscal year or three months in advance? I mean, when does when does prep for scheduling it out kind of start to pop up? Yeah, we, we try to get we try to get our schedule down pat in the winter. So January, February to see when we're gonna race. The race is usually run throughout the summer and then they'll end in the fall again. Um and that kind of allows us to budget and if we do have to uh, do any fundraising and stuff. So we we are a few months ahead of it, but lots of times, hey, I'm working this week and I can't go, but some of the other competitors will go. So sometimes you just uh, kind of fly by the seat of your pants and see, just figure it out, do what you can. Like it's, it is still a sport. We do it for fun, but we, we can't be, uh, we can't be stuck to doing it because we, we have a job. Like, <laughs> You're like, I do, I do have primary responsibilities, but if I can, I'd love to get out there and, and do it. Do y'all just, just even off of that, um, I'm guessing that's kind of, y'all might have alter, uh, alternates or kind of a list of people that if you're not able to go, you have a couple of other individuals that are waiting to go. Yeah. If, if you're lucky enough to have a big enough team, keep yeah. a jump in your place because there is an individual event and there's a relay event. Um, and there's a team event where your team, your individual times get added together. Um, so yeah, so there is, you can, you can jump in and out ideally 
usually only five, four of us that uh, that are that committed to the travel and the expense. So it's kind of nice if we can all go together. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what? So let me ask you this: the the barriers, the obstacles, the fact that is not easy. All those great things, raising the the funds for it. I mean, so let me ask you this: Why do you compete? Why do you form a team? Like, what's the what's the and there you know there's definitely uh, internal motivation behind that. But why? What's the what's the thought process? As as you mentioned, there's it's not you you don't come out with million dollar contracts because you won and and so forth right so what what's kind of that that motivational piece or driving force for for anyone to get involved i think you, you said it already so it's not easy right it's not easy not everyone can do it and so to say you've actually finished it i think is a, is a huge accomplishment for for everybody um but more importantly it's camaraderie it's, it's good like-minded people from all over the world that come together to do this and everyone just everyone's competitive everyone wants to push each other and push yourself to do better and that's kind of the addiction to keep on doing it they get you get addicted to that pain and um you're telling is, me you're competitive is that what is that what you're telling me? <laughs> way too competitive but this is i didn't make it to the nhl so this is my nhl this is my my olympics <laughs> yeah yeah was it um so yeah, I mean, so as this evolves and just your constant involvement, has the um, one this challenge expanded in just awareness? And then are there other? I mean, just the concept of racing and and it becoming a sport and a challenge. How have you seen that evolve over the past uh, multiple years since since you've been getting involved and in racing, but then also now teaching and and coaching and so forth. It's evolved in a couple of ways. Like one way it's evolved, it's a sport now. We, everyone trains like Olympic athletes. It's not just, uh, you know, most people aren't, most people aren't doing it just for fun. And, uh, or at least the elite, the elite people are training like Olympic athletes for this. So that's changed. You know, like your diet, your fitness routines, um, that all has to come together. But uh the countries that I've jumped on board now, so this used to be just a North American thing. It was really big in Canada, the US. And then, but now the Europeans, um, it's huge, all over the place now. It's Germany, and Poland, and Slovenia. And, so, and they have some of the best competitors in the world now. So it's kind of nice that it's opened up those doors to travel there and meet new people. And they, they come race here. Um, and now we're seeing it in the, in the Middle East, Abu Dhabi, Dubai are having races and, uh, it's becoming really popular. Uh, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's huge now. This it's a, it's a worldwide sport. Uh, unfortunately it actually used to be on ESPN and still is on TSN, but they kind of dropped some of those coverages. So it's maybe one day I'll get back on TV again, is I think it should be. Um, but yeah, it is, it is only getting bigger. It's getting more challenging. Uh, I think, and everyone sees the benefit of the sport. It, it helps us in our job and our day-to-day lives. It gives you something to, to work for. It's a good goal. Well, and and you mentioned training more of now the perspective and in, in, in previous episodes and, and so forth. Ryan and I have chatted about and, and others that have talked on this podcast is transitioning the thought process of from 
um, uh, tactical operator, which operator holds a, a, a high status as well, but then saying tactical athlete. And once you throw that athlete label on it, it goes, oh, okay, I need prehab, rehab, warm-ups, movement prep, training, this, that, and the other. I need to make sure diet is in check and, and all these different things. What is hydration? Like all these components too, being an athlete, which originally that's how it should be perceived as a whole within, within the fire service. Now I'm not saying absolutely everyone needs to walk around at that top elite, you know, level, but just perceiving the approach to, okay, if, if I label myself as an athlete, these are some of the areas, the dimensions of wellness, the components of fitness, like I need to start strategizing my health and figuring out what resources I need as this tactical athlete. So it's always great seeing that kind of shift in perspective. I think too, that was probably one of our challenges is becoming an athlete and learning how to train like an athlete. We don't have coaches. We're all kind of figuring this out on our own. We're still just firefighters. Um, so that was, that was a big, that was a big transition for us, but it, that does transition to the station. People ask questions and, Hey, can you put a load routine together for me? And why are you eating this? Why are you training like that? Um, as firefighters, we don't have that guidance to be athletes, healthy firefighters. There's not a whole lot that's given to us. So again, we're, we're trying to figure that out in our stations. And I think that the, uh, the competitors, the people that are, that have an athletic background are able to pass on that knowledge, which is uh, just good for everybody. So how, let's say, and, and we've talked back and forth about how we can bring more awareness because we're having more and more experience or more and more, um, I guess, kind of a hold and, and influence within academies and within agencies of uh, how can we share this awareness? I mean, how can someone get involved? How can a department get involved? What is what is first step? Where did where do they go? Where do they outreach? And it, you don't have to define all steps, you know, labeled out. But I guess what would be kind of the first action someone would do if they said, "Hey, this looks interesting. How do I start?" Yeah, I think reach out to one of the competitors or anybody, anybody online. You can so many people that are doing it. You can find people that want to help you. Uh, but yeah, reach out to one of the competitors within your department. Um, Go out and train with them. Go to the go to the course. Learn what's going on. Um, I think there's also fitness initiatives that are already developed, say through the IFF, that uh, departments can be using. And we should be using. Um, so I think there's there are avenues out there. You just need to put the work in and uh, go look. What you're saying is, I'm gonna include your email address into into the postings of the of this podcast and. Uh, when we push out articles and stuff. So what you're saying well, is you're going to be bombarded with emails about how do I get involved? Uh, bring it on. I, I love it. I love helping everybody. I love helping everybody. I want to develop the sport. It, it's created uh, so many opportunities for me, travel, meet people. And um, it, it's a, it's just a good, it's a good community to be part of. So yeah, bring it on. Awesome. Um, if you could, uh, let's let's kind of close with with this question and these remarks is if you could talk to whether it's coaches or whether it's just someone who's getting started and saying hey I want to uh, prepare for this I I'm all for this I'm reaching out let's get started 
any specific words of wisdom or lessons learned granted before you go through this we will have a second episode and third where we will break down the tasks and be more pres- uh, prescriptive and more kind of sciencey behind it but just general words of wisdom and lessons learned what what are your thoughts of re- relaying something to someone wanting to be involved i think there's a couple things that are smooth as fast so learn learn the course get smooth get proficient at it uh, muscle memory is an amazing thing, especially when you're breathing through a mask and you can't hardly breathe. But uh, so as far as the course, learn the course, get really good at it, be really picky on on learning every single step of the course. But then on the fitness side, get explosive, get strong. You're you're not training like a bodybuilder. You're, you're training like an athlete. Use tactical equipment and tactical circuits and mimic. Uh, what the course is, learn those exercises that uh, mimic the movements in the course. Um, yeah, so be be more more tactical training for sure. I think that's uh, that's a huge key. Fun- functional training, tactical training is uh, is the way to go. Well, I appreciate it, Trevor. Uh, we're gonna and we're gonna continue this on. You know, in episode two and episode three, uh, we'll even see if we can nudge Ryan into getting into those as well and kind of uh, talking about dissecting the the course, talking more about how do we prep for it, creating actionable items behind it. But I mean, I beyond appreciate, I know the listeners do just getting a, a background understanding of what this is. And for those that are listening, uh, be on the lookout. We'll have episode two coming up. Uh, we'll talk about energy systems. We'll talk about movements. And then once we get into episode three, It'll be more on prescriptive nature. How do we approach our training to prepare for and get better? That way we can compete when we get to the firefighter challenge. Can't wait.